to give the weekly Torah portion a first read-through on Sunday so that as the week unfolds, it gives my mind some time to make sense of it. So I read Parshat Bo, this week's Torah portion, on Sunday afternoon on a bus ride down to D.C. As you might know, over the MLK Shabbat weekend, CBE and our partners at Antioch Baptist Church took a trip together to visit the Museum of African American History and the Holocaust Museum. We've been building this relationship with their community between our congregations for two or three years, praying together, sharing holidays and meals. One of our purposes is to talk about and address and uproot racism and anti-Semitism, starting with our own biases. It's been hard, wonderful, anxiety-producing, and transformational. And this trip to DC was a next huge step in better understanding each other's historical contexts and most devastating traumas. Walking side by side, enveloped first by slavery and then by the Holocaust, was very moving and quite emotional. We'll come back to that in a moment. So I'm reading the Parsha on the way down, on the bus ride down, and I came to a verse that had me totally perplexed. At this point in our story, we're hundreds of years into slavery in Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim, that's what we call ancient Egypt, and translates loosely to the tight, squeezy, oppressive place. God had told Moses at this point to go to Pharaoh and demand the people's release. Pharaoh has refused, and now we are seven plagues in. And still, Moses has apparently made no headway. So we come to this moment where Moses again asks Pharaoh to let the people go worship God for three days in the wilderness. wilderness. And Pharaoh refuses, and then we come to this verse. Pharaoh's advisors said to Pharaoh, How long shall you let this one, Moses, be a snare to us? Let a delegation go and worship their God. Are you not yet aware that Mitzrayim is lost? And I sat with that verse for a good long time. Why? Because it's not true. At this point, there are three more plagues to go, including the worst one. The people don't seem to be any more free today than they were at the beginning. And they have no idea that this will end with them crossing the sea into freedom. On the contrary, that image would seem entirely unimaginable at this point in their story. Yet Pharaoh's advisors are so sure that Mitzrayim is already lost, has already fallen, that they tell Pharaoh to give in to Moses' demands. I didn't get it until Monday. On Monday... We spent the morning in the Museum of African American History. It's a difficult experience, starting at the bottom floor with the strategic dehumanization of black people in Africa through the transatlantic slave trade. And with every floor that rises, it tells the next part of the story. Until by the top of the building, you are celebrating African American contributions in music, culture, art, science, literature, politics, and more. It's made very clear that the work is not nearly done. But there is a crescendo feeling of black folks rising up and acting powerfully to lead in the civil rights movement 
and the falling away of the forces of this modern Mitzrayim. And then it was time for lunch. So we all head to the cafeteria, and our group is sitting amidst and between one another, ABC and CBE folks sharing food and reflections, pain, and some laughter too. And I see one of our ABC family, my friend Nikki. She walks quickly by our table with tears streaming down her face. And I asked a quick, hey, are you okay? Yes, she responded, but clearly, no. So I followed her, catching up to her, and I said, Nikki, I wanna leave you alone, but I really don't wanna leave you alone. Do you wanna talk? And she turned back around, tears still streaming, and she motioned to the far wall of the cafeteria. There, across the entire long wall, is a picture of four young black men, youths really, sitting at the lunch counter of the Woolworths in Greensboro, North Carolina, in protest to integrate this counter and others. The photograph has been blown up many times bigger than life, and they appear to be presiding now over this eating area. And Nikki said, look at them. They could not have known what their actions that day would lead to, or that they would be successful, but they did it anyway. They did their part. They sat there with dignity when everybody tried to take it away. And they decided that they could make a difference. They couldn't have imagined their story would end like this. She motioned now to the room, a diverse tapestry of people eating peacefully together, entirely unabused, came into view. And so did the meaning of that verse. That was probably the scariest day in these young people's lives. They had been spit on, and burned, and had food dumped on them, and cursed, and hit. But because they sat there bravely, because they gathered with others, and decided that winning was possible, and they decided that a different future was in reach, and they decided that they had the power to make it a reality, long before even they knew it, their Mitzrayim had already begun to fall. And once it had begun to fall, it was already lost, even if they couldn't see it yet. I thought back to the Israelites and the advisors' strange declaration, and finally I saw it the ninth plague, which comes shortly after. It's the plague of darkness. It's a thick and paralyzing darkness that made it hard to move and impossible to see. But the text tells us, l'chol Yisrael haya or, for each Israelite, there was light. Unless we think that that means that there was light just inside each of their homes, or hachaim comes and explains that wherever a Hebrew slave went, even into the house, of a slave owner who was plagued by darkness himself, the Israelite was able to see because the light was not in their dwellings. The light, he explains, was inside of them. And that light, at this point in the story, now appeared and began to grow and became unwavering. And the advisors could see it, their resilience, their knowledge, their resolve. And so they began to sweat it because the writing was on the wall. We need the wisdom of this verse so badly right now, too. Because without it, it's just 
too easy to look at our most intractable challenges today and feel like we can't even make a dent, let alone see the victory at the end of the road. But if we heed the words of Pharaoh's own advisors who reveal the secret that just by beginning, just by deciding that a different future is in reach and that we have the power to manifest it, and by taking action, haterem teda ki avda mitzrayim, don't you know that Mitzrayim is already beginning to fall? Because Mitzrayim cannot survive change makers, organizers, activists, allies, leaders, or dreamers. Mitzrayim needs us all to stay hopeless. So hope and resilience and solidarity, those are Mitzrayim's kryptonite. Beginning, even without being able to fully imagine the end is Mitzrayim's kryptonite. Now let's be clear. It's not easy to decide to believe this. I know. Especially when the arc of history is so long. But we're about to begin here at CBE some very serious work to stop climate change and to protect our democracy and to uproot racism and anti-Semitism. Some work whose victories could one day lead to an entirely different version of the world as we know it right now. And so I wanna take this moment in Torah where our people are on the brink of their own redemption but are not there yet to offer us a blessing. When we feel that change is impossible and we are already too late and so why even start May we call back to the moment when our ancestors, crushed by oppression, were themselves surprised to find that they had a bit of light inside of them. When we cannot imagine a different world, and so we concede that this is just how it is, may we remember how nervously Pharaoh's advisors spoke when, the re the pe when they realized that the people had begun to believe that they could be free. And when we find ourselves deciding between sitting it out and showing up together to try. May we remember that all we need to do is participate in the stirrings of hope and Mitzrayim will have already begun to fall. Amen. And also keep an eye out in your emails for invitations and say yes. Shabbat Shalom.